This week, we get blinded by the blind side. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Another Digital Citizen that became extremely Norwegian. Um, on this uh, death day of Elvis, and also my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, daddy. Hi, Luke. Hey, Fro. Hi, everybody. Happy birthday, Thor, I guess. Well, I, mm-hmm. he's not going to probably hear this till the day after his birthday, right? Because, I mean, well, maybe not. Right. Uh, he's he's actually at an Oprah today. Okay. That was mm-hmm. like a birthday thing, obviously. Uh, so a friend of his is a costume designer for uh, this opera. Uh, so he was going to go there anyway, but it fell on his birthday. So that was perfectly. Uh, <laughs> it's the premiere of uh, the opera, even. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. We'll have fun. Or uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's happening now. So. I hope you had fun if you're listening to this. I, I'm trying to do everything in past tense because we're recording, obviously. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he doesn't need a radio because he's uh, a, a radio. Where the fuck did that come from? I, I was How like, old am I? Is this one of those uh, drive-in uh, plays where they put the radio in the side of the car so you can listen to the... Uh, yeah, he doesn't need a, a, a podcast feeder to listen to this because he's the god of thunder, and uh, as the god of thunder, you don't need anything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do they have drive-in like theatrical theaters? Like I know that move drive-in in movie theaters. No, drive-in movie theaters are not really a thing here anymore. That's like well, there's one here in Oregon. That's there's like, some in California, aren't there? There's one here in Oregon that's pretty famous uh, up north okay. of me. Um, there was one near me that shut down a while ago. They're definitely mm. they don't uh, exist as much anymore. I'm I was more wondering, dude, is there like a drive-in play like where they do you know theatrical plays where you drive in? I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I think there is one in the UK around where like uh, Shakespeare came from. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, totally. I I think I heard some thing about that. There's a huge Shakespeare festival in like somewhere down North Oregon where they every year they have this huge Shakespeare festival. I wonder if they have one there. Hmm. Seems like it would be uh, a thing, right? It, it, if, yeah. if you have drive-in movie theaters, why wouldn't you have a drive-in like theater where you could see a play? It, it, I don't know. To to be fair, the first thing I think of when I think of Shakespeare is Oregon. <laughs> right? Why the fuck do they have a Shakespeare festival in Oregon? Let me look it up. Shakespeare. Oregon. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that Shakespeare uh, uh, have written took place in Oregon. I can. Say that with pretty much confidence. I know it's down. It says it's in. Uh, let's see, Ashland, Oregon. Apparently, 
Ashland, mm. which I I know is like near California, like the border of California. I'm pretty sure. Um, mm. Yeah, it says it's currently going on. It's only thirty five dollars to get your tickets to see Romeo and Juliet. Rent and more. I, what? <laughs> rent. The, the you know the classic Shakespeare, rent. classic Shakespeare play, Rent. Yes. <laughs> Everybody else says it's in the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thou have thy AIDS? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I'm very confused as to. I guess it's not Shakespeare and rent. It's on their front page. They have they have uh, our season goes on. Rent is the number one thing. Romeo and Juliet, and then okay. the Three Musketeers also. The Twelfth Night. Uh, not even Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand. I guess they're. That's Alexander Dumas. I guess they've gone away <laughs> from the the original concept of Shakespeare Festival and just went. Uh, to it, be fair, we're doing I plays. Good. I would pay good money to see a rent in Shakespearean. Uh, I remember uh, going to. Uh, uh, what is it? Midsummer's Night Dream. What's the name of that? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite, probably. Uh, and they charged. It was at night, and they had they were renting they were renting blankets because it was so cold outside, mm. and they were like fifteen bucks to rent a blanket. It was like a ridiculous. You know, they overpriced everything else right. but the tickets, which is how they probably make their money. So, in the, here in Lillehammer, we have something in the winter that's kind of similar. Uh, where they have uh, what they call like on the, I think it's I think it's every year on the coldest day of the year they have like outbound bound cinema. Um, on the cold. Oh, I remember talking about this. Yeah, we talked about this before yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last year. I think. I remember there was yeah, a controversy so. during COVID because they were going to do it. But it was yes. still during the COVID time, so it was like it was, the get-together yeah. was an issue, but it was outdoors. So everybody was like, mm -hmm. it's fine because it's outdoors, but you're still getting together yeah. like all these people. And then it showed itself to be the biggest spreader of COVID in, in my area. I Oops. wonder if that was <laughs> a good idea or not. Our bad. <laughs> but yeah, Rent, uh, <laughs> the musical in Shakespearean language that I would pay good money to see. It's not a bad idea. I wonder if that's what the they adapted it for the Shakespeare Festival by just making it in the yeah. Shakespearean tone. Yeah. Who's Donald Trump in a Shakespeare play? It's Hamlet, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, the dad of Hamlet, I should say. The the ghost. <laughs> yeah. The okay. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, he uh, who who's most evil in that play? It's not really Hamlet. It's it's his mom, and we can't really say that uh, Trump is his mom. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, we I guess it, he's definitely one of the uh, bad guys in certain plays. I'm trying to think of w which one would be the best description of him, but I got nothing. Uh, the Grinch. The Grinch, yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. Without without the redeeming cultists. Without the very ending part. Yeah. Yes. He just steals Christmas and doesn't give it back. And he doesn't even have like a cute dog that hangs out with him. Right. Yeah. 
Donald yeah. Trump indicted again for like what? the manyth time. I'm just gonna call it the manyth mm-hmm. time. Um, the manyth. Yeah. Donald Trump and his closest confidants have been indicted. So this was 16 different people besides just him. Uh, yeah. Have been indicted on state racketeering and conspiracy charges over efforts to overturn the election defeat in 2020. Excuse me. This indictment makes the former U.S. president a criminal defendant in a fourth case as he, as his campaign goes on to recapture the presidency. The sprawling 41-count indictment handed down by the state grand jury in Atlanta on Monday charges Trump himself with 13 counts and accuses him of orchestrating a criminal enterprise, which is he's being charged with like the RICO Act, which is basically what they used mm. to go after like the mob. For, like, when they yeah. can't get, uh, when they can't get somebody on uh, a specific charge because, you know, they always have a lower lackey doing it for them. That's when they right. charge somebody with the RICO Act, which is what's happening here. What's the name of the Godfather in the Godfather again? Do you remember? Uh, uh, you come Corleone. To me on this day. Yes. Corleone. Yeah. Corleone. Well, that's his Corleone? last. Don Corleone. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's Trump. <laughs> in addition to Trump, prosecutors in the office of the Fulton County District's Attorney Fannie Willis charge eighteen other defendants. Oh, 18. Okay, including former mm. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, as well as Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, and K- Kenneth Chesbrough. Oh, I mean, I've heard of all those people, but Kenneth Chesbrough, who just sounds like I like his last name. Well, it, his last name makes him makes him sound like he's got a Habsburg jaw. I just feel like this guy might <laughs> be related to other people who are related to him, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I uh, for some reason I went to chess when I uh, heard his name, but that's me. I I heard cheese bro. That's what I think of. Oh, cheese bro, cheese bro, cheese bro, cheese bro. But yeah, no, it uh, it's uh, like I said last week. I, I'm not going to uh, say it again, but uh, nobody cares. <laughs> well, not only that, they announced the the announcement from the state happened at like midnight on Monday yeah. night, like when nobody was paying. Like they couldn't have picked a more uh, perfect time for nobody to be paying attention, right? Yeah. They didn't choose to do it like. In the morning on Tuesday, right when the news is starting to happen, so everybody they right. did it like in a time when n- the least amount of people are paying attention. Um, a Monday yeah. night at midnight. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't want people to know about it. I it's I wouldn't say that. I think it's that they didn't want it to be. They didn't want there to be as much of a like uh, media circus, and so that yeah. that gave it time for the, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, if this is going to be a big media circus because the difference between this one, which is a state trial, and the other ones, which mm-hmm. were all, all federal trials, is that this can be, uh, it won't necessarily be, but it can be uh, televised. Not only that, yeah. but he's also, there's going to be like a mug shot and all that right. stuff happening. So this is going to be much different as far as optically from what we we see as just regular mm-hmm. people compared to the other trials, which are all like uh, un- behind closed doors. Yeah. 
And then it came out uh, also that he refused to, to sign the loyalty uh, pledge to the RNC. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, I'm not surprised. I don't think he ever... Yeah. I think they've always wanted him to sign that, and he never has, even in the past. Yeah. Um, Trump has always been anti-Republican Party. I mean, yeah. just look at 2016 when he was going against Jeb yeah. Bush. Like, that's yeah. the most clear-cut case of, like, uh, the people who follow Trump don't like the Republican Party to begin with, right? Yeah. That is true. Yeah, no, I I would I would even say that Trump is not a part of the Republican Party. I would even go that far. But uh, I, I would say he, that he overtook it to and like yeah. uses it as his own thing. But like, as far as the Republican establishment, they're yeah. on like a di they're in a different uh, they're in a different room than the Trump Republicans, right? They're, it's like two different factions of the same party. Which is true. I mean, the Democrats, we all, we have the cons uh, conservative Democrats, and then there's the more liberal Democrats, which, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's true on both sides. It's, I'm, I think it's more extreme in the Republican Party than it's on the left side, but... I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, no. like, the comparison between a Nancy Pelosi and an AOC, the, oh, the gap yeah, there true. is... Massive, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, and uh, the, I, yeah, I would say the the difference between Ron Paul and Trump is less when I think about it. Ron Paul, sure. I mean, Ron Paul is yeah. even more libertarian than he is like a Republican. He's not part of the Republican establishment. When I think Republican establishment, right. I'm talking about like John Kerry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about him in many years. Uh, but uh, also talking about the United States and things I think will have a big deal in the election, uh, the Ukraine war, uh, because you have announced that you are going to use uh, whooping 200 more millions in aid uh, to the Ukraine this week. The U.S. on Monday announced $200 million security assistance package for Ukraine, providing Kyiv with a, another round of munitions and tactical vehicles to fight against Russia. The latest pla package places the U.S. security assistance to Ukraine at a roughly $43 billion since Russia invaded in February yeah, of 2022. Uh, yeah. The Biden administration... Administration unveiled the critical assistance for Ukraine in the midst of a major counteroffensive operation. The pa package includes munitions for advanced West weapon systems, including the HIMARS and Patriot missile sy defense systems. More than 12 million rounds of small arms ammunition and grenades will also be provided, along with mine clearing equipment and 155 and 105 millimeter artillery rounds. The security assistance also includes 37 tactical vehicles and uh, vehicles for hauling equipment. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it says Congress has passed about $47 billion in direct security assistance for Ukraine since the start of the war. Uh, with the latest aid package approved in December, the White House last week asked Congress for an additional $40 billion for security assistance, including $13 billion specifically for defense needs. It's unclear whether the new package can be approved uh, 
uh, and with some House Republicans saying they obviously they're against it. So remind me again uh, how much in depth in depth you are in America. <laughs> well, a lot of people are mad about them sending two hundred million dollars in a, in security assistance when they the current administration hasn't even discussed. Uh, assistance for Maui, which literally just the entire right. island of Hawaii, uh, Maui, Hawaii burned to the ground, and they yeah. haven't even uh, discussed that. But we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine for assistance. I'm pretty sure Hawaii also needs some assistance right now. So I think there's definitely something to say for like you see all these problems in America that could be fixed mm -hmm. by money. And we're sending all that money to fight Russia. Yeah. You know, you know that's more important uh, than taking care of your own. So I totally agree. Oh, wait, I don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a weird policy. It's a weird policy. Hey, have you ever thought? Damn. Gosh. Have you ever thought that? All the time. I'm always thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I also thought, damn, uh, this week, uh, especially when a dam in uh, Norway partially busted uh, after uh, days of extreme uh, heavy rain flooding. And uh, we had a tiny, tiny bit of uh, a storm here in Norway. It says here, the dam in southern Norway partially burst Wednesday following... This was last week, Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. Following days of heavy rain that triggered landslides and flooding in the mountainous region and forced downstream communities to evacuate. Is that... Are you one of the downstream communities? So, uh, I am very happy to say that uh, my part of Lillehammer is not closed because I actually live in an apartment that's not near this place at all. I... Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see it from my window, but it's not like... Oh, it's, I'm it's, not up on the hill. Oh, I see. You're on a hill. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. It's I was like, how is it close enough you could see it, but it's not... Okay. Uh, right. Authorities initially considered blowing up part of the dam, uh, which is a power plant on the Glama? Galama? Mm -hmm. Norway's largest Glama. and most voluminous river. The idea was to prevent communities downstream from being inundated... Uh, by using limited or controlled blasts to release the pressure, but the proposal mm -hmm. was scrapped after water later broke through the structure. Uh, the damage from a possible explosion of the concrete plant would be so great that it would uh, serve zero purpose. Now officials are hopeful that they would see a gradual, even leveling of water. Okay. Well, guess if that happened or not. Spoiler alert, it didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I uh, I uh, saw some pictures from uh, um, my local uh, supermarket <laughs> here in Lillame. Uh, I showed look <laughs> some of the carnage. It, it does not look very good. It's kind of interesting because they, um, I think it was like two or three months ago, they were just done with renovating, <laughs> and now everything is on them underneath water again it's like yeah that's that's fun yeah everything was totally just i mean the whole floor looked like it was covered in 
feces, but it was just like yeah. sediment, dirt and sediment from the river, obviously, but it literally looked mm-hmm. like the whole ground was just somebody had taken a giant shit. Um, it says the weather system that caused all this was called Storm Hans and has battered mm-hmm. parts of Scandinavia and the Bal- Baltics for the last several days, causing rivers to overflow, damaging roads, and knocking out, knocking down branches that even injured people. Yeah, there has mm-hmm. been injuries and even one or two deaths from this, is what I'm to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not good. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's coming down uh, after many, many days of rain. Uh, there's something in the... Ra- so, uh, Grandma goes into a bigger thing called Mjösa. Mjösa is the biggest, like, in in lake in Norway. Um, uh, uh, made of fresh water. Okay. Uh, so uh, it doesn't like that again. Like uh, runs into the, the ocean. So um, the level of uh, that ha- was the highest in. I think it was like four hundred years or something. Oh, it says right it's here. Like, uh, according to the VG newspaper, it says we have to go all the way back to nineteen ten. To get some oh, of the same yeah. forecasts uh, for yeah. Ransford then. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, at least 110 years ago. Yeah, 110 years, yeah. But yeah, they were afraid of uh, it going up and then it went up. And uh, it also uh, has... They've been kind of unlucky, so it's been uh, both the storm... And also, like, this dam uh, bursting was a lot of, like, extra water as well, so... I think this and water the, upon water. the Maui thing are both... It's definitely a climate change situation happening here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, and, yeah, I think there's definitely assistance that needs to happen in both places. You know who could give assistance mm-hmm. because they have tons and tons and tons of extra money? To help out Italy. these places, Italy. Well, I was going to say Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of money, I think of Italy. Yeah, so it's def- de- definitely not Switzerland. The, the Italian people definitely care a lot about money. They they are really mm-hmm. concerned about it. But uh, in Italy, there's a cage fight that's going to happen, possibly between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. No, no. In the story's latest twist, Italy's culture minister said Friday, last Friday, said that he had spoken to Musk about hosting the showdown as a charity event. (sighs) The billionaire of Tesla and and Meta uh, have been goading each other to a fight since last June. If it goes ahead, millions are expected to donate... Millions of dollars are expected to to be donated to children's hospitals. However, Zuckerberg has said uh, no date has been agreed to between the two so far. Mm, but no shit, Shalak. But like the culture minister for Italy did confirm that this happened, so they are actually looking for a venue, which is more than it's I never thought going would to be. Happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's never going to happen. Do you think he's just? What do you think? What's the thing then? Why? Why? It's just why? Musk being Musk. Okay. It's well, just Elon being an Elon. What's like, the? He doesn't care. What's the end goal? Why is he? Why? 
why do this? Uh, he because he can say, oh, I have booked a place. Oh, I booked a, a venue. Why will you not come, you chicken shit? Okay, well, writing on Threads, a platform seen as the direct competitor to X, which Threads has kind of just fallen apart in the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg cares, said, nothing. "Been ready to fight since the day Elon challenged me. If the date is ever, if and if a date was ever agreed on." You'll hear it from me. Until then, please assume anything he has said uh, has not been agreed on. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I definitely don't trust anything that Elon says, but it also seems like Mark no. Zuckerberg is totally willing to do it, is the thing. Uh, I, I think... I think it all comes down to would Elon Musk really show up. I think, I think, I actually, I do think that Zuckerberg has bigger balls than, than Musk. Uh, yeah, that's what I think is, like, it could happen if Musk is kind of put into a corner where he can't escape. Right. In a, in a way where he's going to look good. And then he's forced mm -hmm. to do it. You know, I can see right. that happening. Or even it not being like a real fight, but it being like some kind of like, you know, uh, pro, like some kind of pro wrestling style, you know, fake fight where like it's mm. it's all like a big joke in the end. It's not really a real fight. They like go out there and they just uh, are hitting each other with folding chairs and things like that. And it becomes just a bit, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, some kind of uh, bait and switch, maybe. Yeah. And then, then uh, Donald Trump runs out and right, exactly. Yeah, a, a fake mm -hmm. Donald Trump and a fake Barack Obama come out, and then <laughs> oh the San God. Diego chicken comes out and <laughs> tries to attack them. That kind of thing. I, that I can see. Mm. And and if it makes money for and charity, don't forget about the egg. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Red Rooster. <laughs> That's a wrestling reference. That many people will not understand. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's his lack of sleep. Uh, because I think Elon said he like, sleeps like two hours a night. Uh, I, I, I have an idea. Uh, if he has problems sleeping, why don't he just... Go to the Eiffel Tower and try. Because uh, that's a hot spot to sleep in. Apparently, because two American tourists were found sleeping off a heavy night of drinking on the heights of the so Paris uh, Eiffel Tower yeah. on Monday. Uh, after dodging security the night before, security guards ended up rousing the men in the early morning as they were making their rounds around the French landmark at 9 a.m. opening time. Uh, they appear to have gotten stuck up there because of how drunk they were. The American uh, inebriated Americans had spent their illicit night under the stars in a spot normally closed to the public, somewhere in between the tower's second and third levels, uh, but they didn't appear to pose any threat. I guess the, saying that like right. they weren't like trying to blow the, they were just they went up there, they drank a lot, and they couldn't figure out how to get back down. That's what it seems like right. happened here. <laughs> That's pretty drunk. But, uh, that, ha that, that happens when you're in France where they drink wine for breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, after meal, before meal. 
Oh, and also because the the clock turned on on <laughs> the minute table. Yeah. I was thinking, like they had to have gotten drunk up there, right? Because like, I would. Yeah, they. Uh, so as someone that has been to the middle of uh, the Eiffel Tower, I was not on the top because I am a chicken shit. Okay. Uh, when it comes to heights, uh, I would not take the uh, the last part of it up. Uh, they serve both food and wine there. Yeah. Oh, I see. Another reason this was a big deal was last Saturday, two bomb threats had forced an evacuation of the landmark. Uh-huh. Uh, further email bomb threat against the steel tower was sent to Paris police stations the, Monday, and police had advised uh, against evacuating it. So yeah, they that added to like, oh, why are these guys up here? Are they going to? Bo- were right. they planning? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So they were already on heightened security, and then just two random drunk dudes are up there. They're like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I can see why that would definitely set off some alarm bells. Stupid motherfuckers. But yeah, at least they were not naked, so there's that. We don't actually know that. They could have been naked, I suppose. Nudists in in France in if in, on, in the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Does that make them Spanish and not uh, American tourists, though? I mean, if you were going to have, like, a dangerous, like, hookup, like, if you were like, I want to have sex in, like, the craziest place ever. <laughs> the craziest place ever. On yeah. top of the Eiffel Tower is definitely, like, on the list. Of, on like, the list. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely say so. But nudists in but Spain. Yeah, nudists. Yeah, sorry. Come on. Want the government to do something about clothed tourists visiting their nude beaches. <laughs> nudists yeah. in Spain are fed up with people coming to their nudist beaches with their swimsuits on and are calling officials to do something about it. The yeah. Naturist, Naturist Nudist Federation of Catalonia recently sent a letter to the government of the Catalonia, which is autonomous community of Spain, asking it to address what it describes as the discrimination of nudist face on the beaches of Catalonia. Uh... They said the tourists who actively seek out secluded spots often overlook the nudist identity of certain beaches, according to the newspaper. These closed beachgoers then proceed to take photos on their cell phones and practice that is off-putting to those who are in the nude. That makes sense. If you're if you're not in the nude and you're out there photographing people who are naked, that's fucking yeah. weird, dude. That is just not acceptable. Yeah, especially if... Well... Uh, if they hadn't said it would be okay, because then it's called porn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's uh, there's yeah. got to be laws against that. But I mean, it, it is like a, it is a nude beach, right? It says here. Uh, sure. They also said that clothed beachgoers frequently disregard signs that indicate that the beach is specifically for nudists. Nudists are also right. on occasion laughed at or subject to staring or disparaging remark, with women being the main target of this harassment. So yeah, if you're going to a nude beach and then making fun of the nude people there, that seems yeah, uh, Look at crazy. Them. Ha, 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 they are nude. Ha, ha, ha. So that I think that's the Aren't thing. Crazy. They're yeah. they're seeing this as like tourists are coming there specifically to make fun of them. To yeah. come there and be like, oh, look at these nude beaches. Look how silly these people are for being naked. <sighs> that reminds me of the Nirvana song, "Come as you are." That's true. I mean, 
there's nothing wrong with a naked body. Like, n the naked body is more natural than a clothed body, right? That's just the truth. That's just the truth. <laughs> yeah. So to make nobody was born with clothes on, to say yeah. it that way. Making s fun of somebody for wearing like an all leather uh, uh, outfit is m makes right. more sense than making fun of somebody who's just naked, in my mind. But it also is kind of funny to hear that like uh, they're being made uncomfortable. The naked people are the ones being made uncomfortable by the clothed people. That's. That's the mm. weird part of this whole situation, but it makes sense if, like, they feel like they're getting laughed at, and they feel like they're being yeah. mocked, and things like that. Do you know what I feel a little bit naked without? Uh, I don't know. Trun. Because, uh, he is not going to tell the truth, because kids. So, let's go into the TV round. Okay, TV, I know you saw a bunch more than me, so why don't you start? Uh, yeah, uh, I will talk about uh, the most funny thing uh, I saw this week first, I guess. Uh, I saw uh, 90 Days, uh, The Last Resort. So, uh, that is uh, uh, people from the 90 Day Fancy couples uh, that have we have followed in that show okay and uh, when i say we i i, I mean me <laughs> the royal <laughs> we watch yes the royal we uh so th they are there to settle their relationship and it's a couple's retreat to determine if they are going to be together or uh, break up uh with uh, experts there um so that is a show that i watched it is very very funny if you like that kind of thing uh you would know absolutely no one in the show <laughs> but as someone that follows uh 90 day fiance religiously i had uh, a lot of fun with this uh i probably would do some is, people but i follow yeah. cinnamon toast can and oompaville who cover a lot of that stuff <laughs> right <laughs> so they cover it but uh yeah uh but it's a three out of ten it's not a good show by any chance um yeah no obviously not i mean, yeah. it, like those shows are low quality but it's like that uh, tr uh train crash kind of thing where you can't look away, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what should we talk about? Let's talk about Mech Cadets first. Um, okay. Animated yeah. show we found out uh, was based on a, a comic book series. Uh, mm -hmm. And the people, apparently the people who made the comic book series are the ones who made the TV show, so they should be pretty close, I guess. I mean, I never read the comic book series. I don't think you did. Me neither. Either. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. Nope. Um, had, had no clue. This definitely had a weird animation style. It was di different than anything else. It felt <laughs> like it looked cool, yeah. but then whenever, like, only when the scene was pretty still. As soon as there was, like, action, which there was a mm. lot of in this show, mm. it felt mm -hmm. choppy and, like... The, like, there wasn't enough frames. Like, the frame rate was off or something. Mm. Yeah, especially around the foot uh, area, I would say. The foot? Is that what you said? 
Yeah, the feet, like when. Oh, or walk. yeah, or the hands, or anything or, that's or like moving quickly. Like yeah. the, for some reason, whatever kind of animation style they were using, anything that was like a fast-moving thing felt right. choppy and it looked weird and awkward. I don't know. And also the lips. There was something wrong with like the sync of like the audio. Yeah, sync was really weird. Uh, I will also say that someone that has never read uh, the, um, the comic books will be utterly confused by this universe because I had no clue what was going on or why things were going on or what the premise of They the definitely was, expected you to or, have some prior knowledge of yeah. this universe, at least. Like, of yeah. knowing, like, how the the rules of this universe work, which right. we didn't. And, and, like, they do introduce the characters fairly well, but they don't really uh, explain... They do a shit job explaining why they're there. <laughs> or, like, how everything works, because it's not, yeah. like, uh, our regular, you know, universe. It's very different, so... Yeah. They don't explain any of the rules of, like, how the, uh, uh, you know, how the, yeah, the, how the kind of the magic of it happens, right? Because there's definitely some kind of, like, weird telepathy thing happening between <laughs> robots and humans, which I, we should explain, like, there's this weird universe where, for some reason, space alien giant robot type transformer beings come down every once in a while... The, the, mm. the humans just have to be ready for just randomly one of these robots just falling out of the sky. So the humans mm. have to train to be pilots, which mm -hmm. then they pilot these robots that are already autonomous. So that doesn't really... It, it was very confused by that. Yeah, I... I did not understand why the humans... Why they it. needed to pilot something that can already control <laughs> itself. Yeah. It's such... A weird concept. I, uh, our only guess was that like it had something to do with like that the robot doesn't have emotions, but the human does. Right. So the robot needs the yeah. human to like make decisions for it, so that it has some kind of like moral compass where it didn't when it's just a robot, right? But it was very very clear to me in the first episodes or the two first episodes that I did not fucking care about anybody in this show. Um, also, I have to say, I have uh, seen a lot of Transformers, and I have also seen a lot of Power Rangers. I I think it's very nice for people to try to make a, a thing that combines those two things. Uh, but it does not work. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I laughed so much out of a show that I was not supposed to laugh <laughs> laugh at so i guess there's that because it gave me a chuckle many 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 times for the wrong reasons yeah the animation uh, was just hard to look at was the biggest <laughs> problem for me the yeah. voice acting was probably the best thing about it uh, oh definitely yeah the storylines like you said stolen directly stolen mm -hmm. from transformers basically uh, very much so so yeah, overall, it's it actually felt like something straight out of like the mid '90s. Like uh, when mm. I looked it up to like see who one of the voice actors was, it directly recommended me reboot. Which that was another thing right. that kind of made me it made us think yeah. of reboot. So in that way, like reboot's nostalgic, but it was never actually a good show. I'd give it a. None. I think this also gets a three for me. 
I yeah, oh, definitely. It's 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 not more than uh, three, but it's not lower than that either. So yeah, if they cleaned up the animation, I think this would have got you know a mid level score, like a four or a five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely a three because of that. Hey, did you do you uh, wish you could watch uh, Impractical Jokers? In uh, in uh, in uh, uh, Australia, Luke. Well, I don't like impractical jokers here, so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, the name of the show is the inspired un uh, unemployed impractical jokers. That's that the name of the show. Not... Yes. Oh. I thought you were making a joke. I was waiting for the punchline, and then you're just... Okay. That's not a very good title. (laughs) No. The Inspired Unemployed uh, Impractical Jokers. Uh, But yeah, so it's uh, Jack, Falcon, Dom, and Liam. Uh, Guess what? They get uh, commands through their earpiece and has to do stupid things, and uh, it... uh, uh, is it is such a fucking weird uh, uh, <laughs> show. Uh, the Impractical Jokers are implicitly. It's so if if you haven't even seen it, it's kind of weird how they are intertwined into the show and things like that. It's okay. so it's so weird. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, totally fine. Uh, I like Impractical Go- uh, Jokers. I would say the original Practical Jokers gets uh, like a four out of ten uh, for me. Uh, I think this is more or less the same. So uh, maybe three point five. It's a bit, a tiny bit worse, uh, especially because I. I don't really know these people as much as I, I feel like I, I know the other people. So maybe it will take some seasons for me to care about people. But I think Impractical Jokers were very good at the first seasons. And then it became terrible. I mean, it's not a hard concept to recreate in like another country. No. It's like, no. If, you didn't, if you don't do it right, it's, it, it's like chicken strips. You either do it right, good or you don't do it good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh oh! Did you, you did you give it a score? Yeah, uh, I said uh, three point five. Okay. Uh, super fan. We'll talk about this was on mm-hmm. CBS. Uh, one episode nice. out. It's a game show, but it's like about. It's a game show about a specific I'm very celebrity. Happy that you say. Yeah, I'm very happy that that you say it with that voice because is it a game show? Well, it is because somebody wins a prize at the end and they have to like it's a trivia show right because the first round they do uh well first of all it's all uh super fans of a specific musical artist the first episode is Mm -hmm. ll cool j which i was like why is this the first episode (laughs) yeah that means like this is like one of the best celebrities you could find for all the rest like for the rest of the episodes it's probably going to be even more b celebrities than ll cool j but then i realized oh this is on cbs and he has he's on NCIS something where he's so he's got the connection right. so that's why he's he was on this cuz he's already a CBS celebrity i can tell you that uh, the most famous person that will 
uh, they will do is Pitbull, I think. It's probably... Yeah, he's... And he's... I mean, he's... Well, he's big in other countries. He's a B-celebrity in yeah. America, though. Um, oh, yeah. I think the thing about LL Cool J is, like, in this, they're... They're treating like a music celebrity, which he is. He was like right. a huge musical yes. artist in the eighties. Yeah. People yeah. now know LL Cool J as an actor. Nobody thinks of I him as a rapper anymore. Yeah. And so yeah. for the, the way they treated it, it was like, what year is this right now that we're yeah. treating LL Cool J like this? Um, yeah, it was yeah, very I've seen strange. More of him, I've seen more of him in in that TV show that I, than I have heard him rap in the last ten years. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, yeah. And, okay, so the the game show, they have to answer trivia about mm -hmm. the... Uh, or about his songs. And then the next mm -hmm. one is... They have to... Uh, it's the one where, like, there's a picture that's out of focus and it slowly goes in focus and they have to, mm -hmm. like, decide what it is. It's kind of like that uh, Good Mythical Morning bit that mm -hmm. they, they do. Uh, and then the... Then they have to do a round where it's specifically trivia about LL Cool J. So one of them was like, mm -hmm. what's his phobia? Like, so mm -hmm. each round it gets like, you have to be more of a super fan than the last round. But then the final mm -hmm. round is like a lip syncing battle, right? Basically. So this is where I lost this show. <laughs> right, exactly. That part does it doesn't fit with the rest of the trivia. It's like, up to then, I followed the show. And I was thinking, okay, this is this is uh, at least entertaining and interesting. And it's like, okay, you have to know things about them and things like that. What the literal fuck was this part? Because it's super fan. Like, just, just because you're a super fan though. doesn't mean you're a good musical performer. No. Right? It doesn't no. mean you're good at karaoke because you're a super fan. So it doesn't, like, it actually show any, like, uh, super right. fandom. Yeah. I am a super fan of Mariah Carey. Does not mean that I can sing Heroes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> and or should it just like the rest of the rounds made sense with the concept yeah. that last round it's just but silly the last round was like pew okay I lost the concept of this show and then for some reason we have like a musical performance in each <laughs> in this game show and I'm so, assuming every single so time weird. they're gonna do so a music weird. so LL Cool J comes out and it wasn't oh, even like God. a one song musical it was like a no. three song or Five, five and a half, six minute bit of him doing a medley of LL Cool J songs in a game in show. show. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like what? It's so weird. I didn't mind the main uh, host, the one lady host. I don't know why she's there, and she's a little bit annoying. But she, I right. guess it was fine. The she's main, a, the main host is totally okay. The main host was like. Uh, pretty just normal host. I thought he did yeah. a good job. I don't think he... I yeah. wouldn't put anything against him. Uh, the concept is just... You can definitely tell... <laughs> doesn't make... Like, why did they make this? No. I guess just because... <laughs> makes absolutely zero sense. But I guess it's very cheap to make. And, yeah, like, yeah, they already <laughs> know... That they have yeah. these celebrities on retainer because they already are working on shows that they're associated with. And, yeah, okay. Mm. It may... Yeah, whatever. It, this... I don't know. Probably a 2.5. I gave it a two. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably... I mean, yeah. there's, I, I, we've only seen one episode, so it could get better or yeah, worse. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. I am going to see the next episode of 
But I, I started laughing when I, they, uh, and I thought about you right away. And I was like, oh, here's the part that Luke will f- fast forward to. Over. I did fast forward through most of the LL Cool J, yeah. Like, what What am I going to say about it? It's a bunch of LL Cool J songs. Yeah. And I also know you. So, <laughs> there's that. <coughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, uh, I saw uh, the Child Snatcher Manhunt on channel five in the uk okay so this is it's a documentary about uk's biggest murder investigation that i have never ever heard about uh this is uh, about the serial uh killer uh that murdered a lot of uh women uh in the 80s Um, oh all right very very interesting uh Channel 5 makes good documentaries. I think that my biggest problem with uh, this show uh, was the length of it. Uh, So there's uh, two episodes and it uh, actually fell a little short. I wish there was a little bit more meat on the bone. Oh, is that... You're saying there's only two episodes and that's it? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I still liked it. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Uh, But... uh, Especially when they... uh, In the second episode... uh, More or less... uh, Introduce... uh, another sub suspect than they did in the first episode i i was a little like oh this is interesting uh and they it felt a little rushed is what i i i think i felt okay i wish there was a little bit meat on the bone uh that's not saying that it's bad but kind of uh uh, made me a little like, oh, I want to know more about this instead of like giving me the definitive um, explanation of things or, uh, that happened in that era, in that time, and things like that. So I think I cannot give it a better score than a seven. So That's... I was a little bit let down on that. That's still pretty good. Yeah. All right, the last thing I saw was Painkillers. I know you saw mm-hmm. this. This was, like, the big thing that came out this week on Netflix um, about the Purdue Pharma uh, Oxycontin scandal, which caused, what, an opioid epidemic, which is still currently happening in America? Mm. Yeah, and I I have to say before we talk about this, I, I, I told Luke that uh, one of the reasons why we're not covering the show this week is is because I didn't want to cover this. Because I thought this would be very, very depressing and not at all interesting to look at. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's certain parts of it that are a little bit depressing, right? Obviously, yeah. like the guy, the auto mechanic guy, that part's right. definitely depressing. Um but most of it is about Matthew Broderick's uh, character. It's all told that, by 
it's told third person by somebody who was involved in the case from the very beginning. That's like mm-hmm. kind of the first place to start. And so she's telling the story from her perspective, but we're also seeing what's happening behind the scenes um, with this with the Sackler family, which is the mm-hmm. people who own Purdue. Uh, but we're also seeing uh, what two other stories because we have that that story yeah. and then we have the auto mechanic guy and what's the third story that I'm not oh and then her uh, her in the yeah, that's her. the doctor's yeah. office where she's inv- yeah. investigating this doctor who's doing a lot of crooked um, uh, bookkeeping right and she's a right she's uh, a government official who uh, a fraud somebody who looks into fraud right right. And also the story of uh, the girls, I would say, is also uh, which girls? At Central Park. Uh, uh, the pill girls that went to the. Doctor. Oh right, the one girl. Yeah. She's like, grew up in a poor town and everything, and then mm. she find uh, uh, they hi- hire her to to what's a good word for it? Sell the drugs to doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, sh- the show itself is really well put together. The acting's really good. So good. Uh, well shot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a it's a true story, so you gotta, like, you know, they, they can't go too crazy with certain things uh, because it's a true story. It's what actually happened. Um, yeah. So it can only be, like, so crazy as far as, like, we're never gonna get some crazy shock twist in this show. Uh, no. But... It, other than that, everything's really well put together. I don't know. I give it a an eight. I really, really dig this. Uh, I think my biggest surprise was finding out that Matthew Broderick uh, was a good actor. Uh, I also think uh, the guy that play uh, Glenn, the guy that gets hurt, uh, Tyler Keish. I've seen him in other things, and he's he was really good in this. Uh, I really liked his story uh, in it all, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, give it a nine actually. I really, really dig this, uh, and it was it was other other than the intros that they have to each episode, where real people like show their pictures of people that was hit by the opiate thing. This is a fairly funny uh, show. It is a bunch of comedy bits, yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. it definitely uh, a somber and somber in certain parts, but there, it's trying to make yeah. fun of the fact that these people were so evil, like they were just right, uh, just blatantly didn't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Yeah, yeah, uh, like anybody but themselves. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, I give it to that. That was the last thing I saw this week as well. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we mm-hmm. we're not covering a TV show, uh, a regular TV show that we watch, but we are going to do the Love Experiment next week, which I guess we should probably talk about, right? Yeah, we should. So uh, I think the first episode came out yesterday. Is that true, or today? Uh, I think last night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a MTV show. It's called The Love Experiment. Let's see. It says three BFFs browse profiles of el- edu- eligible bachelors in the hall. This is like in cap uh, an IRL dating app, which 
that doesn't make sense. An in real life dating app right there. That yeah. And yeah. their chemistry and compatibility <laughs> gets tested in a series. I think that's just called dating. Uh, it gets tested in a series of dates, competitions, and elimination. So it's just a dating show, uh, but it's like yeah. three women uh, get to pick between a bunch of different men, I'm assuming. We're going to see what it's like. I have a feeling we're only going to do two episodes of this, but who knows? Maybe it's amazing. I, uh, I also have a <laughs> feeling about that. It could be bad enough that we want to keep covering it just because it's so bad also. There's that whole option. Yeah, but the, the the thing is, like, I saw a poster for this, and it's the most pink thing i ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, are they trying to write on the on the Barbie thing? So, uh, it's know. possible. I mean, just to get, like, for people to notice, because it's so... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, talking about TV and movie, uh, there's a tiny... Uh, Tiny, tiny little thing going on uh, called a strike. Right, the writers and actors strike is currently happening. We're, we've been covering pr- pretty much every week, or at least when we get updates, the sh- sh- TV shows and movies that have been getting canceled due to the strike. Well, this week, mm-hmm. we got an update in a different direction. Um, it says here, SAG Astra has launched a strike against Hollywood on July 14th. But uh, it has now launched its interim agreements program that allows independent productions with no direct ties to the Members Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers to continue fil- filming. So this is to so that actors and uh, can get work still. They can go um, do in- these independent projects that aren't associated with the thing they're striking against. Does that make sense? Yes. It says here the Guild has been adding a list of the project's granted agreement since soon after it went on strike, after the AMPTP, after failing to agree with the new film and TV contracts. Under the new terms, members may work on these productions without violating the strike order. So we got a list of a bunch of different, like, a lot if a lot more films than TV. We'll say that. Like, there's... Yeah, there there's, like, seven TV shows. And, and there's probably, I don't know, almost a like, hundred movies? <laughs> movies, yeah. It was so weird. I looked at the, at the list and it was nothing when it comes to TV. But uh, not uh, something, like, huge in this list. I think uh, uh, the untitled Guy Ritchie project was kind of funny. Well, yeah, like, these are all independent movies, so they're not going to have, like, the big name. It's not going to be your Marvel productions or anything like that. This is these are, But these are movies that we're going to be able to see in the next year yeah. because they're actually going to be getting made. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's just... It's, the, it's where we're at. Like, these are the movies to look forward to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Another thing that I had heard about was Jewels that I had heard about because that was an Apple Slice production that I had heard of. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, there was not many things that I had heard of. Had you heard about any of Well, them? one of the first things on here was Average Joe, which I swear we watched a movie called Average Joe right. last year, which was like a terrible B... It was. ...comedy slash... Um, it, uh, superhero movie, which I'm guessing mm. that's not the same one, but who knows. Yeah. Uh, but that means that uh, you will have time to read, though. Uh, what should you read if you want to? 
Oh, actually, there was one thing on here that I thought was really, really oh. weird. Uh, sorry. Uh, let me find it really quick. Uh, the Crock-Pot movie. What, what, what was... Instapot. There's an Instapot movie. <laughs> okay. About, uh, making of the Instapot? I don't really know. Um... <laughs> that would be a fun movie, I guess. Yeah, but then there's uh, Iron Lung, which is the uh, Markiplier's right. production also. Yes. So, all yeah. right, yeah. And if you want to uh, see anything about or hear anything about making movies and things like that, like Markiplier does, if you want to be just like Markiplier, uh, go to audibletrial.com <laughs> forward slash ADC. Audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, and you can look up uh, books about film production and things like that. And get it in audio form for 30 days. Uh, you get to keep that one book of your choice, uh, if even if you cancel. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Movies! Uh, you have not seen 26 hours of uh, a poker RPG, so maybe you have seen a little bit more movies than me. I've seen a bunch of movies this week, uh, spending time inside because it's been insanely hot. So... Let's see. Where should we start? Uh, smoking, co smoking causes coughing, which came out. I let's see, uh, in March. It's a French March, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it came out. It says it first came out in Cannes. So that's interesting. I can't imagine how the reception to this at Cannes was, but it says it has ninety three. Really good. Ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a comedy about a. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a parody of. Uh, Power Rangers to a degree, but at the Very same time, so. it's kind of like a st anthology story movie because, like, you have the mm -hmm. part where they're the Power Rangers who have the powers of cigarettes, where they mm -hmm. they can kill their enemies with the power of uh, what uh, nicotine and the different chemicals in cigarettes. Each one of them has a different mm -hmm. power, but they have. Then they go on this retreat because their boss, who's like a creepy rat guy who is drooling mm. like green ooze from his mouth, uh, tells mm. them to go on a, a retreat. And this is where they are like telling campfire horror stories that are like, it's a completely different world from the original part of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is so funny. I love, I loved it when I watched it. It was fun and it's very funny. Um, it's very yeah. French. It like the sent the humor is very <laughs> right. uh, not like American or, or like a no. typical sense of humor. And then certain parts right. of it are very existential. Like the the lady with the helmet on, and she's thinking about mm -hmm. like um, all these like deep um, like parts of her life. And but it's also a horror. Mm. It's a horror story. Yeah, I, but there's it's mostly comedy. I mean, it's like a. It's weird, because it's like a sci-fi, horror, comedy. Mm. It's got elements of everything. Pretty fun. I don't know. I'd give it a... I mean, the production value is obviously not that great. I'd right. probably give the yeah. whole thing altogether a 6.5. Yeah. I am I think I'm around 7.5. 7 so, not super far. I really liked it. I, I think uh, me being an ex-smoker uh, helped 
uh, a lot of my enjoyment of it as well. Yeah, the very end, that ending scene is hilarious. <laughs> like, the whole thing is kind of made for that end scene, you know? It's okay. Which, I won't spoil yeah. anything, but yeah. I yeah. would say it's worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. What else? Uh, something else. Let's do... Uh, that was pretty good, so let's do something bad. There was something called Supercell on Netflix. Okay. Uh, what do you think this is about, Fro? Supercell. Hmm... Is it about a cell inside a human being that makes people mutants? It's about weather. It's about tornadoes. <laughs> Could not be a fun. <laughs> right. It's the truth. <laughs> it's basically Twister is what it is. It's it's a like new version of Twister. It has Alec Baldwin, believe it or not, and Anne Hash in it. What? Yeah. What? Um, is this movie from this year? I don't believe that's for a second. It probably was made a number of years ago, but it is from this year, yeah. Uh, wow. it, but it feels like it was made a few years ago. Um, it was on Hulu. I think it got... Well, let's see. I got it right here. It came out in March, uh, apparently. Wow. It did a 39000 uh at the box office, so that's pretty good. Woo! <laughs> oh! Money. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's Twister. This kid, his dad dies when he's younger, it, chasing Twisters. Hold on, wasn't Anne Hesh in the original fucking Twister? I don't remember who was in Twister at all, to be honest. I can look it up. What well, can you? Well, I'll look it up. Uh, hmm. it, it's about a kid who uh, he his dad dies when he's younger, and he doesn't know who. Or his mom basically decides, I'm not going to, like, explain what your dad did for a living, but he was a, a tornado chaser, like, meteorologist type guy. And mm. so he finds out, finds this out uh, on accident, kind of. And so then he wants to find out or learn about his father, you know, so he goes and he starts chasing these tornadoes. Uh, and then the supercell happens, which is like this big, giant... Uh, you know, massive tornado, and they have to run away from it, and it's, you know, just any other normal kind of disaster movie at that point. Uh, very mm. poor quality. Uh, clearly not a, a lot of thought put into this. Uh, I guess the acting's not great. There's one, the love interest girl, she's pretty good in it, and Hash Hish is pretty good in it. Alec Baldwin has never been a good actor, and he's still not a good actor in this. I give the whole thing altogether maybe a Mm, 3.5. Alec Baldwin was good in one movie with uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio where he played a cop. Um, you got me. No. Anyway. It was Helen Hunt that was in Twister, by the way. Helen Hunt was in Twister. Right. But I, I do remember Anne Hesh being in the disaster movie before. Uh, okay. Yes. I mean, uh, they they're they're similar age and look, so I can, maybe you just mix them up. That is true. Yeah. And both lesbians, right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm not sure though. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I saw Insidious: The Red Door. Uh, that is, I think it's the third. Insidious movie? I want to say there's more of them than that. 
Maybe the fourth? Yeah, okay. No, I don't remember. Uh, uh, but uh, it's with Patrick Wilson. Wow, really? Patrick Wilson is in this? Like every fucking other uh, uh, Insidious movie? It's, in, uh, it's the fifth one, apparently, even. Okay. Yep. See? I don't follow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um... It's a shit movie that I have nothing interesting to say about. It's so bad that I've almost forgot that I watched it this week when Luke asked me how many movies I had seen. I said one, and that was with him. <laughs> but I, I give it a 3.5. Uh, it has nothing interesting to give me. I like this last one better than I like this one. Uh, yeah. Terrible. They're definitely all straight to DVD B horror movies. Like they're not. It, you're, you uh, never go into one of I'm, these thinking it's going to be a good film, or if you do, like I don't know. Well, I think the first one is really good. Is it? I I, I mean, it's still a B mm-hmm. kind of horror movie, though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's yeah. like a six six out of ten, I would say. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what else did they see? Uh, speaking of. Movies from the '90s uh, with uh, blonde female leads. There was, I think, a remake. I'm pretty Thank sure <laughs> of a '94 movie, "The River Wild." Do you remember that movie with Meryl Streep? Yes, I do remember that. Movie. Well, there was Netflix came out with a movie called "River Wild." That's literally the same plot line and everything. So I'm assuming it's just a mm. remake. Uh, okay, but yeah, it's about. These people go on a rafting trip. Uh, this yeah. guy turns out to be a criminal, and then he's trying. That to... is exactly the plot of the first one. Right, he's holding them hostage <laughs> so that he can get across yep. the border because he actually yep. he kills somebody, and then he ends up killing more and more people. Mm-hmm. And they have to fight with him. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, the River Wild, except it's just called River Wild. It's actually not terrible. I kind of had fun with it. Um, okay. You know, it's it's not the acting's not uh, uh, that great. The storyline is a remake, so you've already kind of seen it and you know where it's going to go. But mm-hmm. it was fun. It's an action movie. It's you know, it's got and it's different because it's not like an action movie in the city where there's a car chase. It's like on, you know, it's just different. So in that way, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's not like amazing, amazing, but I'd give it a a six. Okay. Cool. Uh, the other thing I saw, or another thing I saw, uh, Asteroid City got added to Peacock, which I was a little surprised that it came out on the streaming service That's so soon. Really early, yeah. Uh, maybe they just had a deal with him to mm. have it put out. They were like, I don't know, may, or maybe it just didn't do well in the theaters. That's also a possibility. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the new Wes Anderson film. It's very Wes Anderson. It's very stylized. (laughs) It's very pretty to look at. Like, they created this whole universe or world that, like, of, like, this aesthetic that looks like a picture from the 1950s, not what the actual Mm -hmm. 1950s would have looked like, but, like, what you imagine the the 50s would have looked like, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The acting is good, but it's very... I think we said theatrical. Like, it's very... Like you would see it in a, a stage play, kind of acting. Yeah, it feels very much like a stage play, and it's uh, one of the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movies out there. So if you don't like Wes Anderson, you will hate this movie. 
Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's different than a lot of his other films, though, in the same way. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. He has never made anything like this before, but it's right. also the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. I, yeah. Uh, you know the what the acting reminded me of? Like, the theatrical acting of it reminded me of that movie uh, White Noise with Adam Driver that we saw. Yeah, where I can it, definitely it, see that. It felt like, I don't know, they weren't humans, they were acting like like mm-hmm. a, a human, uh, and it's meant to feel like they're acting. It's not meant to feel like right. they're being real people. Uh, yeah, it's very stylistic. I, obviously, he took a lot of time with the, the look of it, you know? Uh, the very whole thing so. is about yeah. uh, a town where they're testing nuclear bombs in the 50s mm-hmm. and these news reporters are there uh, to actually to cover these children getting an award from from like a, this mm-hmm. laboratory which yeah the whole thing's very interesting there's a lot of allegory happening there's a lot of like deeper meaning behind everything that's happening oh, so that you have much. to read into and never really like outright like says it to you um, yeah it was mm-hmm. very good I'd give it a 7.5 yeah, I, and I loved it, so I gave it a nine. Yeah, it was good. Okay, what was the last thing that you saw? I'm assuming. Uh, no, I've got a couple. Oh, it was it was that you? Oh no, I got a couple more then before we do the last thing. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, or no, yeah, I've only got yeah two more. Okay, uh, Paradise on Netflix. Um. Where was this from? It's definitely not English, uh, but it, it's about... It's, uh, it's uh, German? German? German, yeah, German. It's about a... I also saw this. Oh, you saw it th- this week or last week? No, last week. Oh, okay. But I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. I think I forgot. Oh, well, all right. It's about a future where you can transfer over life. Like, mm-hmm. they can take... Well, time. Yeah, years of your life. That's mm-hmm. that's a better way to put it. They can take the time that your life would have lasted and like transfer it over to another human being or an or a corporation mm-hmm. to give them to for like payment. So like say you're late on your credit card bill, they can take two or three years or whatever out, off your life to pay off that mm-hmm. debt. Which is a very interesting but, concept. But you sure. have to be DNA compatible with the people you give your time to. Something that is, was kind of, like, a bit confusing. Uh, it kind of got lost towards the end of the movie. Even. Yeah, especially at the end, yeah. Um, because, it, well, but everything with the technology changes throughout the movie. You mm-hmm. find out different things about it, obviously. Uh, but there's a this woman who runs the company who obviously does all this transferring of, uh, I don't know, life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, these people who work for her who end up getting their apartment blown up, and then they're hugely in debt, so one of them has to pay off the debt using their life, and the other one starts to investigate why that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the ending was really, really good. It's The whole thing is very, very much the ending. Yeah. avant-garde to a degree. Um I really like this movie. It is, uh, it was very like it was. Uh, so I saw it with English dub. I don't know if you did the same. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, the dub is really, really good. Uh, very good acting in the dub. 
that helped tremendously. Um, and I have to say that, especially with the ending that I did not really see coming, I really, really liked it. I had an idea of like where they could go with it, and I, I, mm-hmm. I had a, I was like, oh, th- not that what happened was an option, but I had a similar idea of what could happen, like, mm-hmm. uh, with the whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. Just because like there's certain things about like being able to like move life from one person to another that inherently is going to create that kind of um, problem, which ended up, you know, manifesting itself. So yeah, I, uh, this was really good. I'd probably give this a, an eight. I agree. Uh, let's see. And then, Oh, right. I saw a movie that I definitely recommend to you, Fro. This one, I'm actually, on this one, I probably am going to give a nine. Is Fool's Paradise? Okay. With Charlie Day. Um, ah. This is a new. Uh, this is like a new Charlie Chaplin. It's like a Charlie Chaplin two thousand twenty three version, where Charlie Day doesn't oh. talk through the whole thing, except he's mm. being led around by other people, and the comedy is happening around him, and he's just reacting, but he never speaks. He's like a mute in the whole thing. Hmm. Uh, and even where he wears the bowler hat, even it's literally a Charlie Chaplin thing happening here. Uh, it's got mm. Charlie Day, Kate Beckinsale, Ray Liotta, John Malkovich, Adrian Brody, oh. uh, Jillian Bell, uh, Jason Sudeikis is in it. It's like wow. a just massive cast. Really good cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Glenn Howerton, Ken Jong is in it. He's really good in there. Mm. Uh, like so many people that you would know in it. And lots of people are in like fairly big roles, but there's some people like in smaller roles. Yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, like I said, I gave it a nine. It's, I, it was one of the biggest surprise uh, movies of the year to me. Like I, w- I went into it knowing like, okay, Charlie Day's funny. I saw the preview for it and it looked interesting. But once it really, I started to realize what it was that it was like a Charlie Chaplin thing happening. I, it was just, mm. I laughed through the entire thing. It's super hilarious. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, mm. Yeah, he. It's him, he gets thrown onto the street by the city and then gets picked up by a a producer who's played by Ray Liotta because he looks like another actor who's having a drug problem. And so they just put him into this movie and he doesn't have any idea what's happening. And the whole time, like I said, he's a mute. So it's very cool. Hmm. Definitely check this out uh, when when you get a chance. I love Charlie Chaplin movies. Yeah. Yeah, this is like you can tell they specifically wanted to make a 2023 Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah. Gold Rush is one of my favorite movies of all time. I see I watched those when I was younger, but I I couldn't even remember a single name of oh, a movie. Yeah. The Dictator is is also really good. Oh, that I've seen recently actually. But that's yeah. more for like a uh, other reasons because it's like relevant to current politics and things like Today, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, funny enough. Uh, okay, what was the last movie that you saw then? The last movie that we both saw, right? Mm-hmm. Heart of Stone um, on Netflix. Are you sure it was called that? Not uh, Mission Impossible 16? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the same exact movie as Mission Impossible whatsoever, so I don't know what you're talking about. No. Uh, and, and definitely not James Bond either. Uh, yeah, I, 
I would say even more Mission Impossible, but it had like you know elements of both like spy type movies. Probably had elements of other spy type movies also, but it just felt no. super generic. There's a Gal Gadot was the main character. Jamie Jamie Dorn Dornan is the bad guy, right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he seems to be in a lot of things lately. He's like doing everything. That guy. We we saw him in a. I saw him in a movie last week, and he was in that TV show that we can never remember the name of. Also. <coughs> Yes, he is. he is in that TV show that we never remember what it's called. Uh, based on a true story, that's what it's true called. True story, yeah. yes. So he's been in, like, three things in three weeks that we've talked about, which is mm-hmm. really crazy. He's on he's on the grind, you know? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fine action movie, I guess. And it was boring, but other than that... It was a little bit boring, but I have to say that uh, out of the three last movies we've seen in the three last weeks, it's the best of them. Uh, but that's not saying much. <laughs> well, is it saying that maybe our scale is being thrown off by seeing two really bad movies and then seeing this? So maybe this yeah. is worse than we're we're perceiving it. Cause, I mean, but it, it like I said, it's just a cheesy action movie. Yeah. It's, there's nothing totally fine. offensive about it other than like it's generic as hell. That's the only yeah. thing. It's about they I gotta will. they gotta chase down the people who are trying to steal the supercomputer to hack nuclear yeah. bombs to do what? What are you gonna do when you once you hack you're gonna blow up the earth? That you're on the earth, so I don't understand right. though. Right. <laughs> uh, it's super generic. I, I will give it a three point five. Maybe four. Uh yeah, I think a four. You know, it's generic yeah. enough that, like, it's not offensively bad in any way. It's just so in the middle of the road that I almost lean towards a five because it's so middle of the road, mm-hmm. but four because, uh, you know, it's just so generic. Yeah. And it's stealing so much. Yeah, it. this is a movie that could be written by an AI for sure. 100%, like, for sure. Uh, hey, uh, when I think of the blind side, I think of uh, one actor in the special. I think of Sandra Bullock, and that's the whole thing I know about the blind side. To be fair, look, I am not 110% sure I saw this movie. It came out in the theaters when I was working in, in the movies, when I was doing projection, so I definitely saw it. And there was huge discussion... At- over it at the time, like, everybody in the movie theater I was working at was like, this is the best movie ever, it's so amazing, and then it won mm. an Academy Award, right? Um, uh, yeah, so, I, but I always looked at it and went, there's some serious, like, white saver syndrome happening in this movie. Oh, definitely. Uh, and that may be more true than... Then I, I even thought in 2009 because Michael Orr, the subject of the movie 2009 movie The Blind Side, has alleged that a central part of the story that he was adopted by the family is false. Instead of adopting him, they said that the Toho family established a conservatorship, which then they prop, profited off his name, image, and likeness using. Uh, right. He's requesting that the Toho's account for his assets as required by the conservatorship pay him any money he was owed over the years with interest, pay his attorney fees and punitive damages, and be sanctioned for violating the terms of the conservatorship. So, yeah. Um, 
a lot of people are saying that maybe this family never really gave a shit about him, but saw that he was a talented football player and did this to just basically steal money off of him, that they were just huge leeches. What do you think about that? Uh, they are huge leeches. 1,000%. I mean, maybe they had good intentions to begin with and it went off the rails uh, no. later, you know? Yeah, I don't believe they had good intentions if they just took him away and put him in a conservatorship or right away instead of actually just adopting him but that you know yeah. i guess their excuse would be maybe be like uh it adopting was more complicated than just doing this and this was an easier way of doing it or some shit you know but then once they yeah, started then, stealing money yeah. from him that's when right yeah because what i'm to understand i uh I don't. It's not in this article, but that uh, they the money that was gained from the movie that won an Academy Award. This is all based off of. Uh, mm. He didn't. He didn't see any money from that mo- from that film. He saw zero dollars yeah. out of that uh, out of that movie, which is a movie about him, right? So yeah. that's just crazy. And actually, I'm seeing right here, Sandra Bullock responded. Oh no, wait, Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock's lawyer. Sandra Bullock's Blindside co-star Quentin Aaron does not agree... Oh, so this is from uh, from the the co-star in that movie. Uh, He said, Social media users apparently want the actress actress, uh, to return her Oscar amid the lawsuit, Um, but her co-star says, To make a statement like that doesn't make any sense. Sandra Bullock didn't have anything to do with the real story that we're reading as of right now. So... Uh, I agree to that. So I guess her co-star is defending her. Is uh, Quentin Aaron? Is he the one that played this guy in the movie? Like I said, I don't really remember that movie at all. Yeah, he's the one that played Michael Orr in the original Blind Side. Okay, so okay, he's defending her, saying, you know, she didn't. I, I mean, nobody knew what was really going on at the time. But another thing that this brings up is, you know, the controversy with Britney and conservatorships and how, like, these things can be used for just nefarious, nefarious purpose. And it's just mm. not good. We need to look into, like, this whole conservator, uh, the ability to put somebody in a conservatorship, yeah. Hey, are you ready to watch a movie about us? Okay, what's it called? The Path Generation. I've been having the strangest dreams. Hey, this isn't about podcasts. Rachel, dreams are not reliable analytical material. That's so 20th century. <laughs> it's definitely about the future. Sometime in the very near future. You know that we've had movement on our wait list. People have ugly suits, apparently, in the we future. We got a spot at the Wim Center. <laughs> but I haven't told Alvi yet. Oh, why, Rachel? Okay. He wants a natural job. I'm going to be honest. I want to see this movie already. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, it's not an egg. It's, it's an egg. Women are reluctant to have children because it's not made convenient. Mmm, who is he supposed to look like? Right, it's definitely definitely not Amazon guys. No, no. I'm sure you're all very excited. 
parents are raving about it. It is the ultra solution. <laughs> My nephew was born at the womb center, but he doesn't dream. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. What are you talking about? It can't see us. I feel out. What a weird, weird concept. I love it. Oh, I thought the pod was gonna hatch a baby, but it is the baby. Mother, just like that. Okay. I love uh, how it's shot and everything. I have nothing interesting to say about this because I'm so interested in watching the trailer. So exciting, isn't it? It looks so fucking good. I noticed a change in productivity. You do have a baby at the womb center, right? Why? What's going Wow. It could be a good trailer and be not a great movie, but it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks super interesting. I am a little bit sad that uh, it's not about podcasting, but hey, she okay. Could, one of them could be their job could be a podcaster. We don't know that. Yet. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Question mark. I'm seeing the scores, and I'm going to say probably not. In the not-so-distant future, amid a society madly in love with technology, tech giant Pegasus offers couples the opportunity to share their pregnancies via detachable artificial wombs or pods. So it is like a... There is a baby in An there. An egg. Yeah. So begins Rachel and Alvy's wild ride to parenthood in this brave new world. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's not good. 2.5 out of 5 on Collider, but 85% of Google users liked it. They're... Scores are not great for it, but the trailer looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 71%. Well, it's a lot better than 40, but that's yeah. not, still not super great, I guess. Ah, the higher 70 is pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, but then 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, that's... So averaging those things out, it's, it doesn't seem that great, but... Definitely. Uh, okay, uh, I will do a good one, I am assuming. Uh, clean P said... Um, clean P, okay. Clean P. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's their name on on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't fucking blame me. All right. Uh, well, since I designed it, I kind of liked it. No, seriously, uh, it's a small movie uh, with ideas told in the right way. Move, uh, movies are very specific uh, uh, language. It's uh, uh, great to work and see something that is using new ideas and new in new ways, making new, true, amazing stories. Give it full star. Okay. Going to the IMDb. Let's see. This is from Miss Miss Bree Views Twenty One. 5 out of 10. The pod generation doesn't get beyond its generic teaching. If you enjoy... Reading my spoiler-free thoughts. Oh, go to my blog. But it says the 
Pod generation features remarkable world-building and futuristic production design, but despite sharing thought-provoking yet repetitive superficial uh, messages about human evolution and advanced technology, it lacks a stronger emotional impact. Somewhere out there mm-hmm. in a parallel reality, there's a slightly more cohesive script filled with inspirational dialogue scenes that take full advantage of the outstanding technical at- attributes of this movie. She gave it, well, 5 out of 10 and a C-plus rating, whatever that means. Mm. Okay, uh, we're going to do this a uh, little shorter, uh, but uh, also coming out, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I know that uh, this is a horror movie set on a ship. That's more or less what I want to know. It's a vampire movie. It says the crew of the merchant ship Demeter set sail from Carpathia to London to deliver a cargo of 50 unmarked wooden crates. However, they soon discover they're not alone as Dracula's unholy presence turns the trip into a nightmarish fight for survival. 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Fandango, uh, 91% of Google users like it. That's pretty good across the board, actually, Mm -hmm. especially for a horror movie. I really want to see it. The premise uh, is very interesting, and I, I kind of like vampire movies. So I saw a short a... trailer for it, and it looked okay. Okay, uh, Jules. The only thing I know about Jules that it's Ben King Kingsley's last movie. Okay, uh, a man's quiet life gets upended when a UFO crashes in his backyard in rural Pennsylvania as he befriends the mysterious. As he befriends the mysterious extraterrestrial, things starts to start to get complicated when two neighbors discover it and the government closes in. Mm, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 92% on Fandango, and 91% of Google users. Like, yeah, good scores there also. Mm. Is this a week where we get multiple movies that we actually want to see? I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, th- those last three, including right. Pod Generation, I want to see all of them, so. Okay, I'm going to guess that this is a movie about the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, go West. In the 1800s, a crazy group of pioneers brave harsh elements and numerous <laughs> mishaps to travel thousands of miles west to find a place called home. Uh, it's about the Oregon Trail. So not about Pet Shop Boys. I don't think so. (laughs) 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79% on Fandango, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, uh, Sean Austin is in it. Okay. Probably my favorite, uh, Pet Shop Boys, uh, song. Yeah. Okay, how do you say this? Aporia? That's how I would say it. I, I, yeah. Maybe it'll tell us in the description. Since losing her husband in a drunk driving accident, Sophie struggles to manage crippling grief, a full-time job, and demands, and the demands of parenting her devastated teenage daughter when a former psychiatrist reveals he's been building a time-bending machine that can restore her former life. Sophie soon faces an impossible wow. choice and unforeseeable consequences. What? Holy fuck. Why is there so many movies coming out this week? I want to see. <laughs> this has Judy Greer in it, uh, uh-huh. and nobody else I've really ever heard of. But that sounds okay. interesting enough. That sounds fucking interesting. Six point one out of ten on IMDb and ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, yeah, lots of good wow. movies this week. I don't know why. 
inside man, I'm going to guess that this is not about <laughs> the last time they made a, a movie called The Inside Man, where uh, it was about a bank robbery. Right. Well, after a meltdown, a demoted detective is given the opportunity to go undercover to take down the mob's most ruthless killer, but his life and only chance at redemption spiral out of control as he loses himself into the role. Uh, 7.2 mm -hmm. out of 10 on IMDb. I don't know any of these actors. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the sequel to Catch Me If You Can, Match Me If You Can. I think that's got to be what they were making fun of, right? right. That's got to be. It says it's a romantic comedy. When a female computer nerd mm -hmm. is rejected by an online dating service as being unmatchable, does that happen? Uh, probably not. She declares war on the dating service, becoming a reluctant reluctant spokeswoman for all the frustrated singles out there. Uh, Finally, yeah. a movie I don't want to see. <laughs> I, those last, I don't, I don't really want to see the last one either. These last two are the only ones I don't want to see. Uh, Five point three out of ten on IMDb. Not very good score there either. Wilson Bethel and Georgina Riley. Uh, this is actually going to be a hard question for once. What movie do you want to see the most? Uh, jeez. See, I would say The Pod Generation, but it has, like, not as good scores as other movies. No. Maybe Jules uh, or Aporia. I probably... Jules is my... That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I I have it in in Jules Aporia, then the pod generation. Yeah, and then the the vampire movie, the last voyage of yeah. the Demeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I want to see all of those though. Uh, those are yeah, all going to go do. on my list of things to see if I get a chance to. Cool. Uh, so, what are we doing next week, Luke? News of the week, TV and movies of the week. Uh, the Love Experiment Episode 1. We'll see what that's all about, I guess. Another digital yeah. review of The Adults. Uh, uh, is it about child... child children? My guess is it's one of those movies where the parents are like, oh, you wanna... you think you can handle our job? And they act like kids, yeah. and then the kids act like adults? That That's the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it uh, is from the 90s, and it uh, is starring... Uh, that lady that is in all those kids' movies in the 90s. Okay, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Jeremy Rod, let's talk about the biggest news right away. Jesus Christ almighty, this little Tay thing. It kind of blew started... up right after we did the show. Like, after yeah. I posted the show last week, all of a sudden, I think the first person I saw post about it was a Tozy. That was the first I person I saw. saw Tulsi. Yeah. Because he did a more or less live reaction to it. Um, yeah, and even in his very first video, he's like, I'm putting like as a giant grain of salt on this because it's like yeah. uh, they're known they for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for people that don't know, uh, uh, Little Tay was pronounced dead by her family. That is the official... Uh, story, her and her brother had died in a c 
car accident? They didn't say... It, it just said uh, the circumstances surrounding are still under investigation. If you look down in this article, there's a there's the deleted post that was posted to Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, it wasn't actually the family. It was her Instagram that announced it, but it said it was coming from the family. Uh, right. And even in the aftermath, if you... Like, there's all these newspapers that just picked it up and were like, this is true. Like, uh, People Magazine and USA Today and the, uh, a bunch of other places. TMZ reported on it that day and then deleted their tweet that had the report uh, until they reported on it the next day. But for, like, at least 12 hours, 15 hours, something like that, everybody mm-hmm. uh, just thought... Uh, it says here, it took 24 hours to get the word out that she was alive. Right. Um, yeah. Because even her father, they called, like, TMZ and other places called her father to get uh, to talk to him and see what the deal was, and he he was like, "I'm not going to make a statement." He wasn't like, "No, my daughter's alive." He was like, "I I'm not making a statement on that." So it was like wow. left open, like open ended though for that whole time. Um, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people, like we said, were su- 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 either suspecting that they were lying, or that it was a publicity stunt, or that. Um, or that something nefarious maybe had happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was very hard to watch Atos's first video. You saw how emotional he was about it, and it was kind of like, it was kind of out well, of nowhere. Yeah, we're talking about like a 14-year-old girl, yeah. like a young, young, young girl uh, that yeah. got really famous early on in her life. For And it seems like from everything I've seen about her, not recently, but in the past, that a lot of this was done against her will to a degree. Yeah, I saw a video uh, on the internet where uh, it was more or less shown that her her brother was behind the whole personality, uh, the whole little tape personality, instructing her what to do and things like that, so... And then the news after this, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, weirdly enough, um, there's been reports that this week or something, they were going to release Little Taycoin as a cryptocurrency. And so a lot of people are now speculating this was all a PR stunt to promote this Little Taycoin. Um, there's no, that's not confirmed or anything, but like it could be why it hap- this all happened because Lil Tay right. had not been relevant to anybody for years at this point like there was a big thing people on Twitter being like who who is that <laughs> I don't know who yeah. that is right yeah okay uh, on to uh, more goodness we knew that uh, uh, PewDiePie had uh, uh, had his kit delivered by Marcia it came mm-hmm. out a video uh, five days ago, uh, a vlog uh, showing the birthing experience and everything. It was very, very cute, I have to say. Uh, yeah, it was you know another PewDiePie vlog. It, yeah, they're always fine. They're always fine. Uh, the, it's just different from his original content, but like you know, he's yeah, it's like nothing wrong with that. It's like ha- it's becoming like a a family vlog type thing in a way, which yeah. you know. 
I'm not super interested in watching, to be honest, but it's in, it's no. interesting to watch just because it's PewDiePie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't watch any other family vlog. It's the weird part. Yeah, I guess that's my point. Have you heard about Baldur's Gate 3, Luke? Just, like, in the last two days, people have been talking about this, so it must have just come out, right? Holy fuck, this uh, has not breaking, like, every sales record out there and things like that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, the thing been... is, I haven't seen anybody play it yet. Uh, at least not. I like... haven't seen a single person playing it. I am absolutely clueless about what it is. I have never played or heard about Boulder Skate before this week. It, well, I'm assuming it's a new game. That's why, right? It must have just come yeah, out. Yeah, but right? it's called Baldur's Gate 3. I have never heard of Oh, you've never heard of it. Right, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, 1 me, or 2. Me neither. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they had a huge following, but maybe this one just the jumped in quality or something. I have no idea. But yeah, no, it, uh, it uh, has also uh, gotten, like, tremendous scores everywhere. Uh, people are calling it the game uh, game of the century and things like that. Like people are going bananas over this game. Uh, I think it's only uh, on uh, computers right now. I know that PS Five release is coming later, and I know that uh, Xbox will get it uh, next year, early than next year. Oh, that long? Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. I think the hype will probably be over by then, but yeah. Um. But uh, on Metacritic, it has a ninety-seven meta score and a nine point two user score, so that's pretty high. Maybe they'll have some like DLC for the Xbox release that isn't in the original game or something like that. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming, Moist Critical, uh. And Twitch like didn't resign oh God, yeah. together, and nope. so now he's like nope. a free agent as far as agent, he can yeah. stream anywhere he wants. He did one stream on YouTube, which mm -hmm. then he came out with a video saying it all was terrible. I watched, I, I at least tuned in for a minute, and I like it didn't seem like anything was going wrong to me. But mm -hmm. uh, he seemed to think that. Well, I guess it was the problem with like the interface. I guess YouTube streaming interface is just not as advanced or Manipula manipulatable as Twitch's, which is, you know, that's its right. primary f purpose is to stream, where YouTube... Right. Yeah, they just haven't gotten there yet, I guess. Uh, do you think you are going to be one of those people that, like, goes and wanders a little time and then maybe sign a big deal for Kick or something? kick? You th no, I don't think he's going to kick. If he's going to sign anywhere, it'll probably be YouTube. But it sounds like he wants to be able to like be a free agent and just kind of go everywhere. So maybe he won't sign a deal. He'll just kind of like uh, make deals. I think if they throw enough money towards him, he will maybe go somewhere. Or maybe he doesn't care. I, I think he has, he has enough money that he doesn't care. <laughs> like... Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who's just like I'm fine with the life I'm living. Like if if this all went yeah. away tomorrow, I don't think he would really. Uh, I think he would care more about like that he has a bunch of people working for him and shit. But I think he's fine as far as monetarily. Yeah. I, hey, do you like watches? Uh, no, not really. Uh, me neither. 
but I have uh, found a YouTuber that specializes in watch reviews and does a lot of like watch related things and his name is Nico Le Leonard that is also something I have seen hours of this week for some that name reason. is super familiar I don't know if I've seen I think I've seen something or like an interview with that guy or something yeah. he is very very funny and uh, very very interesting oh okay yeah, the name. Yeah. I mean, that's a very like unique name too. So for me to think of it, yeah, I have to have heard, seen something with the minute. It's very big on TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anything like that was it for me as far as like internet drama. The big thing was the little taste stuff. So. Yeah. And uh, I have told you some recommendations when it comes to the weird things I've seen this week. So. Uh, not you, especially. I'm talking to the audience as well. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes forget that we record this. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> sometimes I go, oh, that's right. We're we, supposed to record Oh, yeah. That, we, were, we were talking on a microphone when we did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I talk to you uh, through a microphone when we don't record as well. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, so that, like, it can just feel like we're watching something, like a TV show yeah. together or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Uh, Dan, I wish you were my lover. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.